Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian-developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. The following is a presentation of the Four Center podcast feed. Well, hello, Four Center friends. I'm Ken Apsock, and this is a special edition of Will of the Force. Why is it special? Well, because everyone gets to hear it. Will of the Force is a exclusive program to our Patreon page. Uh, me and Joseph and Jennifer Landa have uh, been working hard to uh, give you exclusive content every month on our Patreon page. And for a long time, it was the very fun Finish the Fan Fiction. But uh, Joseph and I decided to kind of switch it up this uh, past year, and we created the show Will of the Force, which is just simply this. We grab a, a visual uh, dictionary, a visual encyclopedia, a art of Star Wars book. A, you know, we just grab those big, heavy books you have on your coffee table that we all love thumbing through as Star Wars fans. It's just a part of 
uh, growing up a Star Wars fan and now uh, continuing to uh, grow old with Star Wars. You have these books that you can just uh, dive into and learn little nuggets, just kind of appreciate uh, not just the characters, but uh, the uh, fold of their hats, the cut of their pants, and their weapons. That's what we love as Star Wars fans just as much as the deep lore and the themes and the spiritual meaning. Uh, we thought this week, it was a busy week for us, a lot of content, uh, you know, and I hate that term, content, but it is what it is. Uh, we've been working a lot of the, the Mandalorian content, the, the, the uh, Clone Wars shows, uh, the main shows, the deep dives, and we just wanted to kind of uh, get something out there for you all to hear. Maybe some of you haven't heard this before, and also uh, allow us to take the foot off uh, the gas pedal this week, if we're being honest. And for Center, we'd like to cultivate that honesty with you, the listeners, so Joseph and I... I uh, thought this was a great way just to kind of celebrate Star Wars this weekend by going back into our Will of the Force vaults. This is an episode that was released on Patreon in July. We, we wanted to share it all with you, and I think uh, it's part of the ongoing conversation of Star Wars. What do we think? Uh, well, and you know what? I'm not going to reveal it. It's going to be a surprise to you if you uh, listen here after the break. And uh, just for those, uh, the you know, we, we don't know. We truly don't know. When we grab one of these books, whether we are in person, and this one was recorded uh, remotely, um, previous Will of the Forces are in person, it's literally a surprise. Much like the uh, databank brawls uh, where Joseph would throw two characters at me that I had no idea were coming. Uh, we each pick a number or we take turns picking a number and we turn to that page and we don't know. Uh, funny things happen on the way to the pages. The force gets in the way. Uh, I make reference in this episode you're about to hear to uh, not wanting to choose the page that has the Okie Pokey on it in Rise of Skywalker. Not because I don't like those creatures, but because I love them too much. And I've made so many references to them, especially in the weeks and months after Rise of Skywalker. I just felt it, you know, wouldn't be a, a great idea to uh, have to talk about them again, and I chose that page. That's what happens when you uh, leave your podcast up to the force. So uh, we are going to share this episode with all of you here. It's a fun one. I uh, picked it specifically for you all. And if you want to join the Patreon page, you can go to patreon.com slash force center, and you get access to this show and all the previous Will of the Forces and finish the fan fictions and more things always come in on the Patreon page. You can also follow us on Twitter at Force Center Pod. Go follow us on Facebook, Instagram. We are on YouTube. You can get merch at tpublic.com slash user slash Force Center. Why am I doing the outro now? Well, because this is a rebroadcast and we don't usually do all that stuff within the Will of the Force because we assume you've already found us. So that is it for right now. We're going to take a break, reset, and then on the other side, a very special Will of the Force for all of you, our Force Center friends. Thanks. Hey, Four Center friends, make sure you're keeping up to date on all the great content from Jennifer Landa. Whether it's YouTube, Instagram, or TikTok, you whippersnappers, Four Center's own Jennifer Landa continues to bring you fun, informative, and insightful laughs and moments. 
Also, Jennifer brings her experience and perspective as a Star Wars-loving mother to her DIY projects, blogs, and more. So be sure to head on over to JennyLanda.com. That's J-E-N-I-L-A-N-D-A.com for articles like how to make your own Darth Maul sneakers or 10 unique Star Wars baby gift ideas. Follow Jen on Twitter and Instagram at JenniferLanda and on TikTok as JenniferLanda1138. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. From the center of the galaxy, this is the Four Center Podcast bonus feed for patrons, and this is Will of the Force. I'm Joseph Scrimshaw. 
I'm Ken Napsuck. Happy to be on your bonus feed today. <laughs> we're like, we're like when you open your wallet and you're like, I had five dollars in there. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna call my wallet my bonus feed from now on. Yeah, get get rid of the term petty cash. That's bonus feed. <laughs> my favorite term is walking around money. Uh, walking so. around money. <laughs> Old timers term. Oh yeah, I like that a lot. You gotta have that some change to jingle in your pockets, right? <laughs> when you're walking around. Anyway, this is not old terms for money feed. This is our Will of the Force feed. This is where we are just going to flip open to a random page of a Star Wars resource type book or art book, uh, visual dictionary usually, and just talk about whatever is there for uh, 15, 20 minutes. And this week we are going back to the art of Rise of Skywalker. Ken, you have an uncanny ability to pick the pages that feature Imperial officers. I believe we've already talked about almost all of the Imperial officer pages yep. in this book. So let's try the will of the force again. Yeah. And the one time I said, I absolutely do not want to pick the Okie Pokey and pick that page. Oh, 100%, yeah. A hundred percent real, too. Uh, yeah, man, I've got it in my hands. You got it in yours. And this is going to be fun. All right. So give me a number that's lower than I think about 190. All right. I'm going to, I know these books, I'm trying to free myself of when they might appear in the movie. I'm going to go early, page 35. Ooh, page 35. Is that so early that we're not actually in the film yet? Let's find out. Flipping, <laughs> flipping. Ooh, no, we are. Ooh, Ken, Ken. Uh -oh. We're going to uh -oh. have such a hard time keeping this short. You have picked <laughs> A Galaxy at War. This is a two-page two spread between page 34 and 35. It has some details about the factions at war and mm -hmm. uh, the specific planets. But, oh, no, a map. Yeah. A map right in the middle. And we're, we're both kind of map crazy lately, you in particular. Love these maps. I love them. Yeah, yeah. So let, uh, let's talk a little bit about what is on the side pages, and then, then we can dive into uh, the map. Uh, we've got the three factions. I, I just want to read what it says about the Sith Eternal, because that's the faction we don't know as much about, obviously, mm -hmm. as we were going into the movie. It says, the Sith Eternal, in the impassable depths of the unknown regions on the dark world of Exegol, Sith cultists continue to venerate the efforts of the late Darth Sidious to bring about a new empire. Shipyards have continued production for decades, creating a vast fleet ready to launch now there are many things in this book that just lay out the story uh so when you're you're watching it and you're like hey but how did where those ships come from what's the deal with it? who's a sith cultist and who's just like dave who <laughs> works on exegol uh and we find out that they are all sith cultists how do you feel about just the general idea of the sith eternal in this story that these cultists retreated or lived on this ancient sith planet and they're just all in I have grown to, I liked it. I understand, I understand the questions that people ask about the, you know, what and how uh, Palpatine came back. I, I get it. I actually, I totally get it. And I do think some of this was just like, all right, let's just run with this. But the more I sit with this, the more I, I attach it to the acolytes uh, from beyond or acolytes of beyond, uh, Tasu, Leech, uh, uh, and, and, and some of those, uh, no, excuse me, not Tasu, Leech, you, you, Tasu. Yeah. Uh, uh, um, I, I really like it. I like this idea. The galaxy is pretty big. Just look at this map. It, it's not like, uh, you know, Exegol's, oh, it's like a, a day's ride from Jeddah. Hyperspace, I get it. But just, we get, there's a lot of room in this galaxy. So the fact that 
the Sith had been pretty powerful for a while and that people would run off to the mountains, so to speak, and form some weird commune <laughs> where they're building ships for their Lord. I could buy it. I could buy it. And I like it. Yeah. I love it because you know, the Sith are ancient, right? In their worldview, you would think would, would survive in lots of different ways. And, uh, there's lots of great things in, in ongoing star Wars books about the vast number of the ways that people understand the force and have different, uh, cults mm -hmm. or religions or groups built up around it so i just really like this idea that if you had been a, a cultist who worshiped the sith of old and really thought you know uh either you had twisted yourself into thinking their their approach to the galaxy makes sense or you're really just like you have uh you've drunk the sith kool-aid mm -hmm. <laughs> and you know and you're almost like possessed by a need to fulfill that and then sidious rises and, you know, it's it's like the biggest version of your small, obscure team <laughs> wins the whole, the whole big thing, got the trophy, got everything, and then lost it. <laughs> and they will return. I don't know. There's so much yeah. about it I, I really like. No, uh, I do. I, do. I, I really like it. Uh, in Exegol, I, I, I designed the look, the feel, the sound. It's, it's very mysterious and fantasy-based. And I like it, man. Yeah, yeah. And then on the actual page 35, we have all of the new new or significant planets. They're not all new uh, mm -hmm. that we visit in Rise of Skywalker. We got Agent Kloss, Mustafar, Exegol, Pasana, Kijimi, uh, and Kefbeer. Uh, let's look at Mustafar because this is one of those fun things that it was not identified in the film and the visual dictionary was great confirmation. Mm -hmm. uh, it just Here's how it describes Mustafar. A volcanic planet in the Outer Rim Territories, Mustafar is known to history as the one-time home of Darth Vader. In the decades since his death, the molten world has fallen into obscurity. Uh, I know you like Mustafar. I know we both like Mustafar. How do you feel about that story, that that's how it lives large in, in legend? And now that he's gone and the castle's fallen, it's sort of falling into obscurity. I, I like that. It keeps in, in, in line with uh, kind of the sequel era um of the past being yeah, not necessarily forgotten, but overlooked or not taken as serious. And, and uh, there's still obviously stuff going on on Mustafar. And, and as Kylo Ren will tell you over there, but I, I, I like that. And I love, I love that. And anytime Mustafar shows up in uh, in a movie now, they don't, they'll name rogue one named every planet, every street <laughs> Mustafar. No. And you just got to kind of be like, Oh yeah, we're there. And I had that feeling the rise of Skywalker, at the beginning that first shot, it's like, Oh, it's Mustafar. Right. I mean, it's got to be Mustafar. So, yeah, I, I like that a lot. And also a weird map thing, looking at the map. Again, this is why I love these maps. Oh, yeah, no. To see where Mustafar is placed, it is so close to Bespin and Hoth, and it's between Bespin and Hoth um, and Dagobah, and Utabas. Utabas is close to Dagobah, too. And again, that doesn't necessarily mean anything, but I kind of love that Yoda's hiding out on Dagobah, and not too far away. Again, it's the galaxy. It's big. Darth Vader's on Mustafar, kind of stewing in his own juices, too. And they're right there, right there close by. Yeah, look, we talk about juices a lot on Force Center, and this <laughs> one's literal. He is pretty much stewing in in some, he's got a vat of juices. It's disturbing. Uh, let's, Vader juice. Uh, we could talk about all these uh, planets uh, a bunch, but let's just dive into this map. Um, maybe we'll do some more in um, on main shows uh, about the maps, but... What is when you're looking at it and you're going through and you're making these connections of like, yeah, Yoda's sitting on that planet sensing everything that's going on in the galaxy and Dagobah hidden there because Dagobah is 
is full of life and, and radiates the light side. And is he sensing not in galactic standards, not that far away, this horrible castle of evil and pain is going up. And that's like a story connection. Is that what you like about this is connecting different elements of the story to one another based on their like literal proximity in the galaxy? Yeah, it's something I can't fully explain with maps. Again, I'm someone who, when I first moved to L.A., would intentionally drive to get lost and find my way home and then then pull out a map and be like, oh, this is where I was. And wow, I was really close to that. And I didn't know that. And I don't know why. That's just something it's in you or it's not in you. And so same with Lord of the Rings, same with Game of Thrones, uh, any place with a map, Narnia. I don't care. Throw in that map at me. And I do I do the thing of like, oh, that's so interesting that that castle is close to that keep. Blah, blah, blah. And so I'm with this where, yeah, and to see that some of them are, are, are connected. Again, I keep we've joked about before, but Dakar being so close to Naboo and Leia's running I, in my head. I'm like, go to Naboo, go to Naboo, go to Naboo. <laughs> we don't know what's going on at Naboo. We don't know if the First Order has control of Naboo. So, I, I you know, I'm, I'm just kind of shouting craziness at this point but i don't know so yeah i get obsessed with it. i get you know geonosis and tatooine being neighbors savarine being so close to that well that makes sense but mm-hmm. Kessel's way out here and then uh you got edu's lothal is deep out there but to see that lothal is not too far from kajimi see Cantonica's way out there like, and and, and the, the big thing we learned um you know, uh, coming out of Last Jedi, that Akto is technically in the, in, the, in the unknown regions, and that Luke's just hanging out there in a place that no one really knows. Uh, I, I just get abnormally, abnormally fascinated with that. Abnormally, abnormally. Yeah. <laughs> abnormally, yeah. There Nailed it. Um, yeah, no, I agree with all of these things because I like the map because it makes you look at it and you can go like, okay, well, original trilogy, prequels, Rogue One. So those are all kind of different stories. And you look at the map, you're like, oh, man, it's all connected, you know, and, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Batu doesn't just pop into existence. It's always been there. Batu is there during the Phantom Menace and not really that far from Naboo. And, you know, you look mm-hmm. at it and I th- think of like specific lines like, you know, when uh, when Han and Chewie find the Falcon and Han is, says to Chewie, like, I told you we should have uh, checked the Western reaches. And we know that Jakku is kind of far out there, so we get to see it. Like, yeah, it's in the outer rim, but like, you know, not even in the outer rim. It's in the yeah. uh, look at the expansion region, the colonies. Yeah, um, yeah mm. so many uh, places we visit are like it's obscure, it's way out there. But then to look at like, okay, Cantonica is a different kind of way out there than mm-hmm. Tatooine and Geonosis and Jakku on the edge of the um, getting into the wild space in the unknown regions, and then Octo and Exegol, these planets that I, I love that they're kind of twinned in the storytelling that the yeah. the search for this uh, ancient Jedi planet and this ancient Sith planet, both buried in the unknown regions, are the anchors right. of uh, the sequel trilogy, I think is really cool. All that stuff just starts to pop. Um, the, the other thing for me that I really like is the politics of it because mm. we know that increasing storytelling is happening with uh, the High Republic and uh, about the different expansion reason that the core of the galaxy is you know, the control and the farther out you go, there's a real almost class system and and reach of government. And for some of the planets that I don't, you know, wouldn't know off the top of my head, like kind of how do they fit in the politics of the galaxy and how are they seen? I love looking at the mid rim to go like, okay, well, what's, what's like, you know, not as obscure and useless as uh, Tatooine, but Mm. not, you know, a big mover and shaker in the galaxy planet, you know? 
Yeah, yeah, Karelia, uh, the Quat uh, drive yards. Andron being very much considered in the interim. Yeah, these are, yeah, where it's placed. Well, because you, you're talking about, you know, just the politics at all. Pasana is even described in, on, on this page here as a desert world far from the center of affairs. It's closer to the center of affairs than Scarif, uh, you know, Vandor, <laughs> Kessel. Uh, and so I'm not saying that description's wrong. It's just all that actually proves kind of your point to me that uh, you can be close, but yet so far away because you're not considered to, to, to maybe belong in, in the core. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it, it's fun to see where the colonies are too, since that's yeah. a specific thing that gets shouted out in uh, in Rise of Skywalker. Uh, here's another just actually from the, the movies that's fun to look at. Uh, since we know there is this uh, little gambit going on in Return of the Jedi where... Uh, rumors are being floated that the rebels are amassing at Solist. It's yeah. fun to see Solist's relationship with Endor. Oh yeah, great point. Solist is so close to Crate and Malastar. There's pod racing on Malastar. Very dangerous. <laughs> um, yeah, that's absolutely right. Um, which you know, again, as a kid hearing that, what you know, what a just uh, you know, you, you could spin your brain off into a world of imagination of what that meant. They're massing near Solist, and what was Solist? Where was Solist? And I don't know. Sometimes I like having those answers. It answers questions I had as a seven-year-old. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, that's that's very cool. Yeah, because you're like, what is that? Yeah. Um, what else uh, in this map excites you as we begin to wrap up our conversation? What is yeah. the? Where else does your mind go? Does it go to storytelling? Does it go to wanting to see more of a specific world? Does it want to? Does it go to wanting to see new worlds? Um, it does kind of want me. It drives me to want to see the new worlds. And I'm thinking about this. We got the High Republic coming out. One of the things I love about the Game of Thrones books, the Song of Ice and Fire series, is each book has a map in front of it. Because, again, if Ken's reading it, then they know he needs a map. (laughs) And as the books progress, the map gets more and more detailed. That's been the case with the Star Wars Galaxy map. Each one of these books comes out. They have about three or four new planets from a movie. They'll put it in. The High Republic, when that series is done, what is this map going to look like? Yeah, you know, it's going to be a lot of things we've never heard before. It's going to be familiar stuff. I'm sure there'll be, uh, you know, uh, an adventure on on Nal Hutta, but there's going to be a lot more. And I'm excited for the map aspect of the High Republic storytelling. Yeah. Oh, that's great. I really like that. I, yeah, especially since it really is about them expanding. So it, we might get this really fun thing of planets that we know being encountered and the characters don't know them but we do or we know something about them so that's really exciting um i think the other thing you you just got me really excited i just that would be a great way to just frame some star wars storytelling is to just say you know the the queen's uh whatever it is you can fill in uh, the noun uh, mm-hmm. uh queen's defiance uh, all about how, whatever queen uh, that was in charge of naboo during the time of the first order mm-hmm. and just tell that story tell a planet story that would be really Ooh. fun I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. Great pick. We could talk about this one forever, <laughs> but we yeah, are going to uh, contain ourselves. We are not in the expansion region on this podcast <laughs> <laughs> like we are in most of our podcasts. We're going to contain ourselves to the core and the inner rim. Can uh, any final thoughts on uh, the, these pages of the uh, Rise of Skywalker Visual Dictionary? No, I'm just excited to finally know where Cinta the ice glacier that's floating through the galaxy is located. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there it is right there. So close to Vandor. Wow. Wow. Take some turns. Take some turns. Well, I could spend 
hours looking at this and tracing my different paths and guessing how much time it would take me uh, to get between the two and if it is powered simply by narrative power. That's what drives how fast you get between planets in Star Wars is narrative necessity. I would like to fly around this galaxy with narrative necessity engine in my cool starship. That is it for this episode. The will of the force has spoken. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.